What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. I love March. I love this time of year when college, the, the, the uh, conference tournaments in college basketball. Then we got the NCAA invitations, you know, the brackets well, I, coming I will out ag- on, on Sunday. Yeah. I will agree with you in theory, but uh, based on that game last night. Last night kind of tested your patience yeah, on yeah, that. that tested the bounds of that argument. You didn't need any Ambien last night. I'll put it that way. Maybe they should just start these tournaments with the quarterfinals. If you're not good enough to make it in the top eight in your conference or whatever, maybe you shouldn't be playing because Oklahoma, Brad, I mean, 25, I told Matt, 25%. I mean, how are you going to beat anyone shooting 25%? You're not. 26% from three. Yeah. That's what they've done most of the year, with the exception of those games that they've really come out, especially in conference. With the exception of the games that they've come out and surprised us, that's sort of been their fallback position. So they're not. They're not going to beat anybody like that, which, to your argument, is why you kind of think, I get it, you want all the teams in the conference tournament, but did you do the conference any good by having them in the tournament last night? Well, maybe because it gave OSU a win that they needed maybe to to, to get into the NCAA tournament. So maybe it did help the conference uh, from that standpoint. Because Now, do you think OSU is in regardless? Because Fran said, hey, they did what they need to do. They won in Lubbock at Tech, and then they beat Oklahoma. He doesn't think the committee can penalize them that much for losing to to a, a Texas team that's one of the top teams in the country. Yeah, I think that they're going to get in. I mean, I think they've done enough, especially over the last stretch of the season. They've done enough, and and winning last night, even though it was against a bad Oklahoma team, is just, like you said, one more win uh, to reinforce their argument. But I think they probably would have been in anyway. Um, A lot of the teams that are going to go in, there are going to be a lot of teams in there that are not the name brand that Oklahoma State is, and not that OSU is – uh, a whole lot to write home about, but much more so than Oklahoma this year. Um, I, I, I think the Big 12 is good enough that, that Oklahoma State was over the edge in terms of getting in. But I, like you said, I think that the win last night only reinforces that argument. So I, I would feel pretty good even if they go on and lose the next game. And like I said, talking about that game, I used the old the old Dan Hicks line where, where he said when, when Tiger Woods made that putt at Torrey Pines you know, to force the playoff. Um, he said, expect anything different? Well, expect anything different from, I mean, this looked a lot like the first two games between these two teams, OU and OSU, where OSU just dominated. So for some reason, OU just doesn't match up against it. I know OU's not a great team anyway, but they're a really bad team against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, Oklahoma State needs to do a lot of things. I think they have slightly less than Oklahoma needs to do, but they, like I said, they made a really good showing over the last little stretch of the season. They had that run where what were they four out of five or four out of six um, in, in a really tough conference. So I, I think that they're going to deservedly get in. Now that's not speaking to whether they're going to do anything once they get in, um, but I don't think they have a whole lot to worry about in terms of getting in. Yeah, OSU won, I think they won five straight at one point before they lost five straight. But like I said, they bounced back, won the two that they needed to. In the other game last night, 
and and Mark will join us here in a few minutes. So maybe we ought to let him speak for himself. But Mark was giving us the the Corey Williams stuff, how these tech guys were going to be fired up to to prove that it was, you know, uh, Mark Adams that was the problem, not them. I don't know. I mean, West Virginia, for one thing, they've played some great basketball down the stretch, Brad, and they dominated that game against Tech last night. Yeah, I mean, they've especially at home. They they have been pretty good i mean in terms of the rankings of the big 12 not that great but they have won some big games and they won a couple of games towards the end of the season that uh, they were not expected to win uh, I, I don't know whether they're going to get into the tournament or not i think they truly are a bubble team oh they're in now west virginia's I, I i believe me i mean they are definitely in the tournament really you, so you feel more confident yeah. about them oh. than you do oklahoma state huh Oh, by by far, no, yes, no. They're believe me, Brad. They they are definitely in the. I mean, now like losing to Kansas would would that knock them out? No, no, no. They've done enough. I mean, they've they've won the last three in a row. What is it up to now, Matt? Matt, is it five out of six or six out of seven, whatever? But no, West Virginia, uh, they are definitely. Matt, you agree that they're definitely? Yeah, in I, West I, I think they're in. Yeah. Um, just looking at the different yeah. projections, I know they had a they were one game worse in conference in Oklahoma State, but. No, I, I, I think I think they're safely in. One game worse in conference and one game better overall right. than Oklahoma State. Um, so, but I I do think that both of those teams are going to get in. But I would rank both of them as being pretty close to each other in terms of risk of not making it in. Uh, you're right about Oklahoma State did go on that skid though, and and that could could harm them. But they they pulled it together at the right time. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, no, I like I said, I'm I'm impressed with how the Mountaineers. I'm I'm not saying they're going to go beat Kansas today. Now the the Bill Self uh, situation. What 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 do you expect to see from the Jayhawks uh, this weekend? Well, I would think that Kansas would be more likely than Texas Tech to take the position that that Mark was talking about uh, with Texas Tech yesterday. I mean, I I don't really know. I don't know enough about Mark Adams. I don't like what I've heard recently. I know that that was kind of a feel good story when he got that job, when Chris Beard left, uh, because here was a guy that had, had sort of bounced around and paid his dues forever and finally was getting a shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I, what I know about him now, I really don't, seem to like and and not only that but the guy didn't want to back down from from what he had said he said i was quoting scripture and i'm not going to back down from it um i don't know what the feeling was like in the locker room but i I think kansas better talent uh more more of a uh, cohesive unit they're going to be a a number one seed i I think bill self being out hurts them but i don't think it hurts them in a in a way that they can't go and, and win this game Hey, well, let's get Mark in here now because perfect timing, Marcus, because we were just talking about Mark Adams, and he did step down at Tech, which told me, it tells me that they've come to some settlement because it was, as we talked yesterday, money-wise, it was about $7 million at stake there if they could fire him with cause, that they would save themselves. And for him to announce that he's stepping down tells me that they came to some settlement. Do you agree with that, Marcus? Jay Pitts is uh, lecturing me here because my computer cord is in disrepair. Uh, Craig, I don't, really don't know what you say, but I, I, okay. I got to apologize to everyone. I would like to apologize to the people that uh, followed my picks yesterday <clears throat> with OU and Texas Tech. They stunk. Okay? I would also like to apologize to the people this year that have been telling me that this is the worst Oklahoma basketball team in the history of the program. I concede. You're right. That team sucks. They're terrible. It's garbage. They played one of the worst games I've ever seen last night. Uh, Oklahoma State 
happy for the Cowboys that they got the win in that game uh, to advance and put them in the NCAA tournament. Uh, hopefully we will not have to see the OU men's team play in the NIT um, because they are brutal. That was one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen last night, shooting 25%. Uh, brutal. Now, has brutal. It, has brutal. it changed has it changed your position at all on uh, uh, on um, Porter Moser? Well, if I was the AD, I'd have fired him last night at halftime. Uh, but I wasn't. So uh, <laughs> now, now that I've thought about it a little bit, no. I think Porter's a good coach. I just think this year's team is not very good, uh, and and he doesn't. He does not deserve to be fired. I wouldn't call for that. I think he does have to get out and start recruiting. Like, should have done that a month ago. Um, they've got to have better players. I mean, it. This it's just not it's not good enough. And like I said, Matt, I think, where's the big voice guy with with the Mark Rogers here? He is fired up today. Well, I can understand uh, why. I mean, he's right. You know, I. Uh, it's funny whenever Mark says that, I can remember. God, I think this was Kelvin's last year at OU. Yeah, a pretty good team. You know, certainly you know miles better than this team. They they lost a game at Missouri uh, in overtime, and uh, he was not happy with Drew Lavender, his point guard. And the story I heard was he left straight from I think they were still playing at the Hearn Center then in Missouri to get on a plane somewhere, and the comment he made to somebody uh, was, I'm going to find me a damn point guard. So it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny that Mark says that. He should have been recruiting a month ago uh, because I can guarantee you Kelvin had a lot better teams than this, and he, I can't, he had his eyes on the future. And not that Porter does. I'm sure he does. But Mark, which is, which is worse? I mean, we can go around the room with everybody, but which is okay. worse? Porter Moser and what happened at OU this year, or uh, Hubert Davis and what North Carolina did this year, being ranked number one in the preseason. Uh, North Carolina got a lot better players than OU. I would say that that's uh, that's worse. They didn't play a tough schedule. What did they had one quadrant and one win all season? North Carolina did, uh, and might still get into the NCAA tournament, but. Yeah, but they're going to back their way in if they get in. I agree. I think that's more embarrassing. Oklahoma didn't have nearly the talent, and they were playing in a much tougher conference. Although who's bad run, man? I need a slump buster or something like that, man. I mean, we had had, got stuck in a wreck this morning, late to work. Uh, It's been a it's been a rough start to the day. Hey guys, when you say oh you didn't have the talent, and and I understand players left, and he had to do what he could to put a roster together at the last second, but he's still responsible, you know, for guys like you know Sherfield and Groves and so forth, right? So he did recruit these guys. Um. No, no question. I mean, this is this is year two. I mean, like it, it's getting to the point where this is not good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't think he's happy at all with the production that that the team has had this year. And the Big Twelve is good, but somebody's got to win games. Uh, they're one of the most unathletic teams I've ever seen. They're incredibly soft. Uh, you want to talk about Kelvin? I mean, my God, I don't know what Kelvin would do to these guys. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, I just I cower to think of a practice with Kelvin and this team because when they go to the rim he wouldn't have brought them in that's they the can't finish you know what i'm saying i mean they're soft Sherfield's soft i mean they're all soft i mean it's they they have no toughness it was like saying yesterday going to the basket go to the basket to draw a foul don't go in there and throw up some half-ass layup that you know you're throwing up over the over your shoulder or something like that i mean it, it is it's brutal and i don't to, to be honest with you it's garbage like i said i think porter <laughs> is a really good coach but i don't know why he can't demand to get a little bit more out of this team i mean that they're, we were they're, saying they're earlier, talented, this is, but they, yeah. they they should be better than this. Yeah, we were saying it was the the, the school of Wayman Tisdale and Stacy King and Mookie Blaylock and and Blake Griffin. And you're right, Marcus. The toughness, Calvin Sampson, 
and 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 this is what we're looking at. That that was hard to watch last night. Okay, I got to talk about tech real the, quick. The nine point five million, the nine point five million that, that they got, I'd have given to the Roughnecks this morning if I was Joe C. I'd have just uh, said, hey, "Give me that check back. I'm going to write it to the, to the pep squad or something." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Mark Adams uh, stepping down at Tech, and and we were talking about. You know, the, he referenced the Bible verses about workers, teachers, parents, slaves, and so forth, serving their masters. But, but Mark, I know that, that you and Ravis were talking about also it was being reported that there was this, you know, spitting uh, incident. He said it was, what did he say, it was congestion or something. I don't know. He tried to, to pass yeah, the it player, off. The player said that he said yeah, to him, what? I can spit on you whenever I want to also. Yeah, so whatever anyway. it was, whatever yeah. it was, whether he did it intentionally or not, to back it up with I can spit on you whenever I want to still makes it bad, whether it was a cold or allergies or whatever it might have been. The, the, if anyone, I don't care who you are, if you utter the phrase I can spit on you when I want to, that puts you in the <laughs> lowest form of, of life. All right, there. Totally that's, agree. That's, yeah. Right. Anyway, but the point is $7 million at stake that if they fired him uh, you know, with cause, Marcus, for him to step down like that, doesn't it tell you there was some uh, buyout there, right? You think? Yes, I think yeah. so. Okay. Right, and, right. and Tech and, and uh, Marcus, they didn't play inspired basketball to prove that Adams was the problem last night, right? Oh, don't think I didn't hear you say that when I was coming in today. Yeah, all right, all right, you take a shot at me. Like I said, all, all, all those two picks, 0-2, oh I've been trolled online for it and everything. Yeah, it was bad. It's not good. They didn't. They didn't. I'll tell you what. You don't think they played inspired, but if you two box them with OU, uh, they looked real inspired last night. They at least had a lead at one point in the game. Thirty-six percent is better than twenty-five percent, no question. Although their three-point percentage was about the same, twenty-six uh, percent. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, the Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. The West especially is getting tougher and tougher to handicap. Let's see, John Morant, he's already missed a couple of games. They say he's going to be out at least four more games. Luca goes down with the thigh injury last night. Don't know about that MRI, how long he's going to be out. And then Kevin Durant slips during an individual drill before the game. He's out. Some reports say could be as much as six weeks. We don't know yet, but Marcus, I'll start with you. It's getting tougher and tougher to handicap this thing. It's always been tough to handicap it. I do think that the start that Kevin Durant got off to that we talked about yesterday and Phoenix shooting 69% in his first three games, that, that's incredible. He fits in seamlessly with that team. It looked like a pretty nasty ankle injury when he fell down. Um, so I don't know how long he's going to be out. Could be, a, what, a month if it's a month? Then that would put him back right about the time that the playoffs start. But some of these teams that are that are good, I think it's going to be fun to watch and see if they can battle back through with some adversity of having to play on the road. 
Phoenix, Golden and, State, Clippers. All and your thoughts about the game the, in particular, Marcus, before we go to Brad, uh, what you saw from the Thunder last night? Uh, better than though you were OSU. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, we were just – Matt gave the numbers on the uh, Thunder starting five again. Matt, those numbers, uh, shooting-wise. They were nine for 39. <laughs> That's not good. Nine for 39. Brad, what did you think last night? Well, I mean, Phoenix was a good team before they got Kevin Durant. That just made them a better team. So they were a threat in the West anyway. If they can just maintain, I mean, they've only had Durant for two great, two games. Did he play two games? Three. Or did he play three? Yeah, three. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think they're going to be fine holding on. And if he can if he can get back, the Arizona Republic reported that they, the team fears that it's a grade two ankle sprain, which typically has a four- to six-week recovery time. Um, that's going to mean he's not back until the playoffs. But I think that with Devin Booker and, and that team, the foundation that they already had, uh, I, I think they're going to be okay. I, I'm not going to give up on the Phoenix Suns just quite yet. And if he can come back and this thing doesn't linger on him into the playoffs, I don't think they're going to be in that bad of shape. Now, Dallas, on the other hand, with what happened to Luka last night, I would be way more concerned about that team than I am about Kevin Durant and, and the, the Suns. I mean, as evidenced by the fact – now, granted – Jalen Williams is hurt, and uh, SGA was on on uh, load restriction last night. Uh, but Oklahoma City was never a threat to Phoenix last night, even without Kevin Durant. And and Terrence Ross, we got to mention, knocked down six threes in that game uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Shamit's uh, uh, still out with the injury, so the Suns definitely have a lot more firepower. But obviously, I don't think they're they're going to win anything without Durant. I mean, they need to get him back as soon as possible. But what you're saying on Doncic, I mean, guys, Dallas now has fallen to 34 and 33. The team that beat them, New Orleans, who's been kind of out of sight, out of mind, still waiting on Zion to come back. But New Orleans right now is is 32 and 34. They're they're only two games under 500. What I'm saying, Dallas is only a game over over 500 right now. Okay, I got a good number for you on the Mavs. Okay. In the like ten games, they played ten games together, Luca and Kyrie since the trade. Getting rid of Dorian Finney Smith. Um, they are allowing ten more points a game after the trade than before. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, and no I'm defense. not good at no defense at the rim. Uh, really no ability to stop penetration. I'm not going to disagree with anything you're going to say, but I'm saying if I'm a Dallas fan and I see that Luka goes down with what he went down with last night, you can write it off. I mean, if they don't have Luka, forget about it. Now, they're not they're they're not better. I don't think they got better at the trade deadline, as evidenced by the stat that you just gave. They need to be scoring like 30 more, and I doubt that that number is that much higher. Um but if they if they lose Luca for any extended period of time, and I don't know if they even they were wrapping the upper part of his leg, like maybe it was a hamstring or something. It's, it's uh, a, yeah, thigh, yeah, thigh injury is what it was because it had been bugging him before, before last night. I mean, it but like Saturday when he left the game against the Suns. I mean, he was he was back in the locker room getting some stretching in and so forth. So this is something that's bothered him for a long time. And then he, he checked out for good with two and a half minutes to go in the third last night. But And then on the Durant situation, guys, the Suns, all right, their next six games are Saturday against the Kings. Kings have been playing well. Now that's at home in Phoenix. But then they got to go at the Warriors in a Monday night game that's going to be on ESPN. Then Tuesday night, second of a back-to-back against the Bucks. It's a home game, but, but still, that's not easy. 
Then they got the Magic at the Thunder at the Lakers. That's the next six games uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Well, I, the other I mean, thing, the other thing that doesn't bode well for the Suns is if Kawhi Leonard continues to play like he played last night. Now that's a big if. Uh, the Lakers, I mean, I'm sorry, the Clippers might start to spark up again too because he, uh, uh, Kawhi went off last night. Kawhi and uh, Kawhi and Kevin Durant, the only players in the league this year, uh, shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three. There you go. Yeah, and, and to Brad's point, yeah, Kawhi uh, last night uh, goes eight for 15, 24 points, also had 12 rebounds, three steals as the Clippers took down Toronto in the game where uh, Fred Van Vliet was not too happy uh, with the officiating, oh, especially with Ben Taylor after that game. Called him out by name. He did. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, okay, how about Denver, guys? We, we haven't talked about them. Number one seed, they went down at home to the Bulls last night, 117-96. They didn't just lose that game. I mean, the Bulls win that one going away at Denver last night. I, I don't know how that happened. I mean, I, that's uh, kind of an odd odd result, especially since Denver's only lost four home games all season long. I mean, the way it happened, you know, you had Murray and Porter, I mean, number two and three options, and, and they go a combined, what, nine for 28, three for 14 from three. When your second and third guys do that, you know, that, that could happen. Even Jokic only went three for nine from three last night, but uh, – not a good night for the Denver Nuggets. Um, and then what else from last night? Uh, Celtics did get back on the winning track at home last night. Um, Tatum had 30 and White had 21. Um, and then the Clipper game that, that, that Brad talked about last night. So anything else? Uh, NBA, I mean, the biggest well, I was story, gonna, obviously, Kevin Durant. But. I, I was going to say in regards to the Nuggets, I mean, they're not going to lose the number one seed at this point. I mean, mathematically they could, but it's very unlikely that they're going to. So I wonder if we're not at that apathetic part of the season where they've kind of got it wrapped up and they're going to go a little bit slower than they otherwise might, and that's why you let a team like Chicago come in and beat you when they really shouldn't. Yeah, good point, Brad. I I, I think that does happen in this league, and especially this time of year. And we, we've talked about the lack of defense that we've seen, especially the last couple of weeks. Uh, in the NBA, so who knows? A, a lot of things could have factored in there. So, um, but but Thunderwise, uh, guys. I mean, like we said, we 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 marked this down as a loss. We said this is one of those schedule losses, and then when they don't have SGA and and J Dub get on the plane, marked it down for a loss anyway. But it was what the surprising thing to me was that Phoenix still beat them by 31, even without Durant. You know, just the Thunder non-competitive last night, especially the starting line. I think it's the worst game I can remember from the starting lineup in in a long, long time. So, uh, by the Thunder. Um, all right, uh, what what else? Um, let's see, Bill Self, Marcus. We hadn't talked to you about that. Um, any any thoughts on Bill Self and what this does with the Kansas Jayhawks? No, that's a t- I just hope Bill is okay. Um, you know, have dizziness and some um, stomach issues and things like that. So, you know, hopefully that uh, they'll they'll get him taken care of. That's uh, terrible to happen this time of the year. Oh, and then you guys have not weighed in on on Jim Beheim yet, uh, Brad. Any thoughts on on what happened? That that was kind of weird how all that came down yesterday with his his press conference after the game and. 
and he was saying basically it's it's not my decision it's the school's decision and then the the school weighs in you know what a couple hours after the game they said he's coached his last game at Syracuse what was weird to me about that was he alluded to it over the weekend like over the week he made some sort of statement I'm trying to remember what it was that I read that he had said that people were speculating well is he going to retire and then this happens right on the heels of that, and I, I don't know if he was thinking about retiring, and they, they went ahead and pushed him over the edge. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but that was the first thing that I thought of was I had just read a piece over the weekend where he had alluded in a post game that, that maybe he was at the end of his line in terms of coaching there. He even said yesterday, I gave my retirement speech last week, and nobody picked up on it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was what they, that's what this piece that I was talking about was referring to. But in that, he said, I gave my retirement speech. And then for him to say that it was the school's decision, I, yeah. I don't know if that means that he was aware of the fact that the school was not going to offer him any sort of I a deal to was. stick around or, or, yeah. or what was going on. That's my read on it, Marcus. I think Brad's exactly right. I think he... He knew what was going on behind the scenes with the school. Pat had him uh, up for Citizen of the Year. Um, <laughs> so I think he's anything but that. Uh, I, I uh, you know, he, he's the last of kind of an old guard of coaches. Uh, and to me, um, almost comes across a little bit of a, of a demagogue. You know, he's been at Syracuse forever and ever and ever. And I, I don't, you know, probably does – I guess taking some shots at the administration and all those kind of things, and they've not been very good the last few seasons, and he's had his own kids on the team, and they're, they're taking a bunch of shots and stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I've never been a huge fan of his. He, he, he is a little on the, the condescending side for me. I agree, and he got into it with the media. Speaking of being condescending, you know, back at the end of January in that press conference, you know, uh, I, I think it's a number of things, and plus you're there for 47 years, and, and he's probably rubbed a lot of Syracuse people uh, the wrong way. But I, I, I'm getting a lot of texts, you know, saying, hey, they're, they're throwing party in, in Syracuse today uh, that, that Jim Bayhams. Although you can't, you can't argue he did have success for a long time, but you get back to what have you done for me lately, and 17 and 15, I mean – there's, there's not a big reason to keep him because he's winning games right now, right? Well, and over the course of 50 years, you kind of wind up in a position where nobody's going to, you know, nobody can really rock the boat with you. I'm sure there was nobody in the administration that even if they would broach a subject with him that he was really going to think that much about. I think that you all, that's what Mark means by demagogue. I think that all of a sudden you think you're bigger than the institution and you know better than anybody else does. And I think that's a... Uh, especially when times get lean, like 17 and 15, I think that's when you wind up in trouble with that. I, yeah. I, I do also think, too, you know, beating up on student reporters, about the lowest, you know, that's about the lowest form of life. I mean, that's close to Mark Adams slobbering on somebody. I mean, that's not <laughs> just ridiculous. There's no need for that. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yeah. The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. What do you think is going to happen at Ole Miss? Obviously, they've been in discussions with Chris Beard. They said they've had recent contact and now 
the Ole Miss officials, Marcus, are in the process of doing their due diligence on Chris Beard. Would you hire Chris Beard right now? Is that how we got to talking about Tiger Woods' girlfriend during the break? Is it uh, Chris Beard <laughs> came up? Um, I well, think. I mean, anyway, go ahead. You know, it seems like it, it does seem like it's a little bit too early, but they want to win. Um, I, I said yesterday, if I were old Miss, I would have wanted to really do some diligent due diligence into his background and, and kind of see if he was uh, he had moved past this in a way that he really regretted what had happened. You know what I'm saying? Not not all this posturing in the media of whether he was guilty or you know what happened and all those kind of things, but to kind of realize that he needs to just do better. I think there's one of two things going on. Either it's basically a done deal, and that's why it's out there so openly, or Ole Miss doesn't – they're worried that somebody else might come in and try and court him, and they want – because I'm surprised that it's out there as openly as it is. I totally agree about due diligence, although I guess they could could make some sort of an arrangement that would require him to do some anger management counseling um, that's a requirement of keeping his job. I don't know, but – I think the guy is is he's a good coach, but I don't think he's a very good guy. And I think it's a little early to be throwing him back into a very high profile job and putting the name of your university next to his. But I, I'm not an old Miss guy, so you know I can't speak to what they're going to do. But the fact that it's out there so visibly makes me think that it's it's all but a done deal. And it's a tougher deal, and and that's what related to the Tiger Woods situation. I, I don't know what goes on between two people in a private relationship. In this case, his fiance did call 911. That made it very public and, and, and got the police involved. And she told the officers that he choked her from behind, bit her, hit her when they got into an argument. And 11 days later, she changed her story and, and saying um, that that she initiated the, the physical uh, struggle and so forth. Well, in the police report, place that that he choked her. Huh? In the What's police that? report, they uh, they um, document injuries to her person. So yeah. whether she started it or not, I understand yeah, that, that she matter. changed her argument. To me, that doesn't matter. If if he did those, if he bit her, if he did those things to her, uh, and they in the in the police report they document that she had bite marks on her. I don't know if it was her arm or her leg. If he bit her and if she started it and he fought back to that degree, I still hold him accountable to it. If I'm going to put the keys to a major university's basketball program in his hand, I, I don't care. This is like make, reaching a settlement and making it so that you never have to claim culpability, that we, we, you know, it's settled off, off the record, nobody knows the details, and nobody can claim that they won or lost. So technically... I don't have to say that I did what you said that I did, even though I paid you as a result of it. So I, I don't, I don't have a lot of wiggle room when it comes to that. I just don't think he's a very good guy. And you're saying it's way too early to hire him at a place like Old. I think right so. Now. I mean, for me, it is. It would be for me too. I'm just saying I'm not surprised that Old. I'm not surprised that Ole Miss or or some other school is talking to him, especially a school like Ole Miss that, like I said, just fired their coach because. He, he failed to reach the NCAA tournament five straight years, you know. So, uh, so Marcus, your no on, on what, what's your prediction on that? You think they, they end up hiring him or not? I think they end up hiring him, yes. I think they do. Because they've, they've talked uh, long enough. On, on the Tiger Woods situation, and maybe you guys haven't done a whole lot of 
homework on that yet, but where Erica Herman, his, his ex-girlfriend, I didn't even know till yesterday, but evidently they broke up back in October. And it all involves a non-disclosure agreement that she says that, that he forced her to sign when they uh, started dating uh, in August of 2017. And any thoughts on any of this regarding Tiger, guys? If you want, I think if you want a shot at Tiger, all you got to do is get a job as a waitress. Uh, he seems to really like the waitress. <laughs> she was uh, in management. No, now, she was the manager fair. of his restaurant. Yeah. Well, the, well, I mean, she was in the. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, I work in a restaurant. I don't know that that. Like I said, that's pretty tough. At what point in time do you, like, okay, I'm going to drop you off at the house, and uh, then there's going to be a guy come over in a nice suit, and he's going to have some paperwork for you to sign. I mean, how that's do you? That's a big time that power work? move. I, the, my deal with it is, I, I'm of two minds about it. I don't like the whole NDA culture that we live in because I think that everybody ought to have the right to tell their story. Um, but at the same time, like, how did she know enough about Tiger to know that she wanted to be in a relationship with him prior to signing that document? And obviously, he's he's in the power position, uh, and and that's the issue. I'm sure that's what she's arguing and saying that he forced her to sign it because she was powerless. It was either you know if you want to date Tiger Woods, you're going to sign this NDA, but how do you know that he's somebody that you want to date? I, I just I had kind of have some mixed emotions about it, um, but I don't like the fact that people aren't allowed to tell their stories. Now that being said, the way that this thing is being presented. An NDA is not enforceable if it's being used to hide a crime. And she's accusing him of, I don't know if it's harassment or assault, or it, it not necessarily accusing him, but that's brought up in her petition to the court to get it thrown out. And if that's the case, then I don't think they could enforce an NDA if, if a crime was committed against her if she talked about it. Yeah, in this case, sexual assault or harassment from someone. Uh, although, like you said, uh, they might not involve Woods directly. She didn't make any specific allegations against Woods. The other uh, interesting part of this story is she claims that she was tricked into going on a short vacation and that when she arrived at the airport, agents for Woods told her that she had been locked out of the residence and would not be allowed to return. So anyway, that is we dirty. follow yeah, that's a lot of Tricking somebody. We, I'll tell you what, hey, Tiger Woods you? just dropped quite a bit in my book today. I mean, if you trick somebody about, hey, we're thinking they're going on a vacation, surprise, you're fired. That's awful. Why, why don't you run to the store, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk about this when you get back. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy-low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.